money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That's good because it's just the two of us today. So if uh, you're not ready to talk money, then it's just the one of us today. And I'm not (laughs) sure those people that are listening want to hear Dave just talk about money. So welcome to the show. If you're joining us for the first time or you're joining us for the 250th time, whatever that is, we are so grateful that you're here and join the conversation. I often say... Pull, grab your coffee, pull it up to the table, listen in, and then Reb corrects me and says, nah, just get on with the show. I don't. So, yeah. You often say, pull up your coffee. Pull up. Oh, I, that's what I say. That's what you okay. say. So, well, pull up your you. coffee, sit down. Uh, and we <laughs> want to th- thank uh, Crosspoint Financial and yep. the team at um, there with Brent Vandermeer for sponsoring today's show. Um, they're a great place to find um, any advice you need or things that are troubling you about your investments or your future. So you can reach out to them. The email or their um, website will be in the show notes today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give a little shout out to Reb because uh, we are kind of picking up on a little bit of a theme in her book. And oh. it's been a while since oh, yeah. we really just said a, a real, real I, I have a copy. I have two copies right here on my shelf. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see me reach and I've got cultivating trust, finding God's hope and freedom for your finances. Of course, uh, we are so, uh, well, we're excited to share that message of hope and freedom. It is really why we exist. Everything we do at More Than Enough is, is geared towards um, bringing hope and freedom in the area of finances. And, and Reb's book is one piece of that. And trust is a massive part of the journey. <laughs> it's just a massive part. There's all these other things that we talk about. That's why we have no shortage of topics when we talk about the podcast and, and, and whatnot we do here. But today, I wanted to just give a little shout out and say, Thanks. way to go, Reb. R- wrote a book. And, and we're working on a video uh, companion guide and video series to go with the book. Yeah. So that's in process in 2023. So and that's going to be helpful for yeah. if you read the book and it's going to generate some more questions and give you uh, a few more video yeah. type stuff for you'll get to see Reb talk yeah. about her book. So, so I have, don't think we've told anybody about that, but mm-hmm. that is coming this year at some point. Hopefully by the fall, you'll be able to access that and you can do it by yourself or in a small group um, or anything like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. more about that to come. But actually, one of the things that I talk about in the book a little bit, well, we talk about stewardship, of course, mm-hmm. but we also, um, I talk about a little bit in the video series that we're doing, and it brought this thing up again, because we've been teaching it for a long time, and it's the S words. It's mm. saver, spender, and then we've got another S word, and actually, I've attached a fourth S word, and that would be surrendered steward. And we teach about this stuff. We talk about it all the time. Because if you followed us at all, you know that I would have traditionally labeled myself as a spender. And I would have labeled David as a saver. And in my relationship with God growing up, which wasn't really intimate when I was younger, 
and I started pursuing, um, you know, the things of the world maybe more than God and then pursued God. And, I, you know, I had that decision to make in university, especially, um, you know, I had this idea that if I would really be a saver financially, um, I'd be frugal. I'd, you know, not spend money. And that's actually my perception. That was the definition of a steward to me in my head. I don't know if anybody came out and said, be frugal, then you'll be a good steward. And I really had no idea what stewardship was about, and I'm still uncovering it. So we want to talk about that today. And I'm not going to throw the stewardship phrases out that Jesus used today. I actually went to find out what, you know, let's see what Google says about verses that talk about frugality. So I went and I found one. And I'm just going on my phone here for those of you who aren't watching um, on uh, on YouTube and you're listening to the show. And there's uh, a place. It's a Bible portal site. And it says there are 19 Bible verses about frugality, but then there's a question mark beside it. So I'm not sure they're saying these are the verses, but when I go through them, there's a, a few that really, it's about the manna, it's about Elijah being by the stream and getting fed by ravens, and I'm like, what has that got to do with frugality? Um, Proverbs 12, verse 27 says, the lazy do not roast any game, but the diligent feed on the riches of the hunt. And I think, but isn't that about laziness? Um, you know, so then I go to, uh, this one was interesting, Proverbs 21, verse 17, because I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> it just seems to contradict, but I shouldn't say that because we're not supposed to say the Bible contradicts itself. But whoever loves pleasure will become poor. I know I'm going to get a lot of mail now. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. And then Proverbs 21, verse 20, which I, I just love Solomon's writing. Like, I, I love it. But the wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. So one says, don't, don't love it. The other one store up, you know, but this is all supposed to be about frugality. And I'm reading these and I'm like, I don't know, but this maybe is about laziness. It's just more proof that uh, what comes through Google. Oh, I know we shouldn't go there. <laughs> no, let's just go to the Bible let's... and Strong's Concordance, <laughs> which I did not do. So you guys have to forgive me. But here, let's talk about this issue a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about this idea that I grew up with in the church. Yes. And I, I don't know if any of you who are have been labeled spenders by others or you've labeled yourself a spender um, uh, have ever felt this way. Mm -hmm. But I have felt this way. And then meeting Dave, and he's so good with money. He really hates debt. He doesn't want to pay interest to the banks. I'm like, oh, man, he's really doing it right, and I'm doing it wrong. And what would you say to that? Well, in the context <laughs> of our conversation today, uh, you know, we... I remember having conversations uh, very young in our in in our relationship, and me struggling internally to go. I don't feel like I'm super frugal. I don't feel like. I mean, what you said is absolutely true. I work hard for my money, and I don't want to give it away in interest costs to the banks. And that was uh, that was. I guess you could call that frugal. I 
I looked at it and just said, I, I want the money that I that I make, you know, the the hour that I spent working uh, and, you know, all of the things that come off of that hour and then the amount that I get to take home. I want that money to be spent on the things that I want to spend it on, not give it away to the bank. And so, you know, when it comes to interest, my frugality was very much uh, focused on kind of keeping the money that I make. That translates, of course, to, okay, well, I don't see a whole lot of value in pretty things. That's my personality. So, Rebecca, you know, for example, if you're watching YouTube, you'll notice that Rebecca has funky glasses on that have, you know, a nice pattern and all that. And I mean, like, um, you know, I wouldn't be wearing the funky glasses. I'd be wearing the ones that are like 20 bucks, right? Like I, the value of what my glasses look like has absolutely, that's my personality. So you can call that frugal and that's, I'm okay with that now because uh, well, those money decisions were really based on how much money can I save? How much money can I keep? How much money can I gather in and still do some of the things that I want to do, but do it frugally. Right. And I'm thinking as we've been together that the other S words are actually the focus is a better focus for mm -hmm. us. Wouldn't you not say, and I, I, I'm asking the audience, wouldn't you say that maybe our focus shouldn't be on this, whether you're a saver or whether I'm a spender, whether that a surrendered steward, a steward manages someone else's stuff, right? Mm -hmm. they, they take care of, of things. Many of us have heard the word stewardship related to fundraising efforts. We're building a, a gym onto our church or we're expanding. We're, you know, um, commit to this as part of being a good steward of your finances. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we avoid the stewardship word because of what it's been related to. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, we don't want to even go down that road in terms of the definition, but I, I think there's. To, to to get rid of, if I can say, get rid of the label of spender and saver. And as we come together in terms of how we spend money, then we can agree to say, how are we stewarding this? And again, then we we still have to function through our, our, our well, Reb, you love pretty things. But is, that, so then here's the question. So is, as a steward, am I not to love the pretty things? And I love it because if you say that, then I immediately go to David wanting to build the temple, to Solomon building that temple. Right. And you can't tell me that they didn't use pretty things. And you can't tell me <laughs> that they weren't being good stewards, right? That, right. That, that that wasn't something that brought glory to God and brought, in, in a sense, brought joy to the Lord as well as they built this temple that that was something that was magnificent and and that that showed in a sense an outward expression of their love for God. And so then, you know, again, I just rewind that and go, but of course when I bought your wedding ring, yeah. I spent some good money. Yes, you did. And I bought something really beautiful yes, to did. express my love to you. Yes, he did. Right? Yes. And so then we go, wait a minute, isn't this what stewardship's about? It isn't about being a spender and a saver. It's about how can we as a couple use the finances that we have to express our love for God? Well, well now the question's totally changed. Well, and I would even say that a steward needs to be a spender and a saver. 
you can't be generous toward others and give out of your love for God in all of your resources. I cannot do that without spending. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it, it, it happened the other day. I was standing knowing that I wanted to give something to somebody as a thank you. And I was standing and there were different sizes of this commodity. <laughs> I told Dave this. I'm yeah. like, well, it's cheaper if I go with the smaller thing. But then I thought, but that's not, oh, like I felt like that. Ooh, you're just that your motivation's wrong. You're out of mm-hmm. line. No, wouldn't, wouldn't in this case. And I'm not saying in every case, I'm not saying that as you go about and you want to bless someone that you have to get the biggest and the best. But I was paying attention to my heart and I needed to go, no, I need to give the best and the biggest in this occasion. And this goes back to knowing God and what matters to him. I think we need to change our language from saver spender to a surrendered steward. We can still stay we're stewards, but not be surrendered to the purposes of eternity. Because a steward might say, well, I don't have, I, I, I can't do that. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, um, take care of all these resources. And we hold on to them in our care. And um, somebody mentioned to us um, before the show, the story of the talents, mm-hmm. you know, like burying. You can give Will some Mac Okay, it's then. Will. It's Will. Well, yes, we enough. almost interviewed him today. He's <laughs> the producer of the show. Almost brought Will onto the show, yes, but uh, double so, duty there. So it's a heart issue, right? <laughs> so this guy thinks, well, I was actually really afraid of you, God. Mm-hmm. So, or or not God, but to the owner, the master. So I just hit it. And and of course, that was not the right thing to do. And that that hiding was related to fear. And he was fearful of of whatever, but he it came out of his mouth that he was afraid of the master and what the master would do. And that is not the motivation. Fear cannot mm-hmm. motivate us in our stewardship. We can't hold tightly to all of these things and still, and I think that's what the image I had growing up was if I held tightly and I have a, a full bank account, then I'm a good steward. And, and I'm not saying the church taught me that. That was the message I received through the insights and perceptions I had as a girl growing up. Yeah, which is really interesting because if you've listened to the podcast before and you've heard Reb talk about her dad, she would say that her dad was a very generous man and in 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 a, in so many ways and abundantly and sh- showed her what generosity mm-hmm. looked like and and you know her dad was a farmer so that added a whole other in a sense mix around he was generous and yet there was no security that next mm-hmm. year there would be a harvest there was no security that what you know what was going to happen in in you know even next week in their life there could be a a uh, you know a, a hail or a rain or whatever it was mm-hmm. that would destroy the entire year's crop, and yet your dad taught you generosity, uh, and yet you felt like the church somehow taught you that frugality and holiness were were equal, were consistent. And I thought God was telling me that. 
It yeah. wasn't just, I, and I, you know what, going back, I mean, I guess I'd have to dig in with Jesus to mm-hmm. find out where that came from, but that has been a limiting belief in the start of our journey. So mm-hmm. when Dave started financial coaching, I had to undo some of that thinking in my mind and I still struggle because I, but, but I love saying it like this, that as a surrendered steward is someone who surrenders all we are. And right. we we're, we're, we're living for the eternal timeline with Christ. We're I think li- it's really important though, that we we've just connected this idea of fear because again, Jesus so clearly walks on this earth fearlessly uh, in this area of, you know, care and provision and, and walking in a surrendered life to the father and you know, he walks and he models that for us as we read the gospel message and we go, wow, like, you know, for me personally, I'm like, wow, like Jesus can can say some of these things and that's great, but Jesus can actually walk and do like he is walking the walk and talking the talk, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. And so when he says we can trust the father fearlessly and oh. isn't that you know, again, frugality, and and that's what Will kind of connected was, is that that frugality and that fear come into play. And where does fear have really its core? Well, it's not in the presence of God. It's not uh, in, in this case. Because right? in John, it says, perfect love casts out fear. So if we, stewardship is what's so important about that word. What's so important about a surrendered steward? What's so important about, I see it like this, you know, little chart, surrendered steward, saver, spender, you know, they're connected. They, we've got to sit and we're doing it as a couple together. If you're not a couple, if you're in a family or, or you're, you're a single mom now, you can still operate in the saving and the spending. It doesn't, it's not just like I still mm. spend and he still saves. That would be tragic. And it would not go well. We still do both. But I want to say this, that as we do the surrendered stewardship, it is so important to know the heart of God. Jesus knew that his father was trustworthy and he was trying to emulate that, to teach that, to live it. Like, do you not know that you're more valuable than the birds, than the lilies, than the the um, flowers of the field? Do you not know your value? And it's, there's so much tied up in the stewardship piece. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, 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 d- we started the show with these verses, right? That I was just li- li- listing as a silly, uh, not silly, but just that frugality word. Being frugal is not bad. Spending money isn't bad, but it's, it's the heart behind it. It's mm-hmm. the heart behind those words. If you're coming at your spouse or your children, say you just spend money, you don't care about saving at all. Well, how about you just change the language? Mm-hmm. Dave and I are so concerned that we change some of our language and our thinking around the language we use. Well, and I, I think too, you know, Reb, as we're, as we're talking about this, you know, digging, just scraping back that, that top veneer that, that comes at it and says, we need to save money and getting to that next level, say, well, what's motivating that? Is it, we need to save money because we see the car has 350,000 kilometers on it and it is going to start being unreliable. I don't trust it. That's a good time to go. We need to buy a new car. We need to save money for that. 
the wise man sees disaster and makes a change. The fool keeps going and suffers the consequences. We can look to Proverbs and say that and go, well, saving is not you know, again, it's not godly or and it's it's just wisdom that comes from God that says, okay, Lord, we also can see that, you know, the we may have been saving money for that car. And then God comes to us and says, you know, I've got this other project that I want to accomplish here on earth. And you guys have some money saved up. I know you put it away for the car. Trust me that I'll take care of the car needs, but I want this money to go over here. And is our heart receptive enough to the Lord, again, to kind of scrape back that veneer and to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. if you're in a couple, to say, I really feel like this is really what the Lord's saying. Can we pray together? Can we talk together? Can we look for confirmation from the Lord together? Can we talk to some of maybe some people around us, uh, wise counselors? You know, those things are in scripture for a reason Mm -hmm. and they teach us, then we can go, I can move ahead. And using my example, I can move ahead and and spend the money I'd save for the car that we'd save for the car on something else, trusting that the Lord is going to take care of our our, our, our car needs. And that may mean that it'll last a little bit longer than it would have before. It may mean that somehow some money will come back around and, and that will allow us to, to buy the vehicle. It may mean actually buying a vehicle that's a lot less than what, what we, we had intended. anticipated. Yeah. We were going to, you know, we had 10000 Well, now we have to buy a $5,000 car. Lord, show us where that that practical part of it really comes in. But then in. it goes back to your phrase you always use, make every spending decision a spiritual and one. And face. You know, financial okay, awareness, awareness creates empowerment. empowerment. But so I, as we talk about saving and spending, we we have to keep these things but in, the, But in, the, the, the one that you make every spiritual decision a spend. Uh, Every spending decision is spiritual yes, one, yes. thank you. More S words. See, yeah. I'm getting all tangled up in the S words today. And I actually think, you know, let's go back for a minute to, to you know, those, some of the things that we were have been talking about mm. is changing the language. What if you sure. perceive, and the image of yourself, you know what, I am a steward. Maybe that word has scared you because of, of your, the obstacles from your past, there are words that are like bring up, oh, I don't like that word. I, steward has never been a great word for me personally, but it's growing on me because Jesus did use some steward words mm. in, in scripture. And, but to take into account, man, I can save, I can spend. That actually is, it's doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it matters, but I mean, the, the, I know it's coming out wrong. It does matter that I save and spend because I don't want to be broke. But um, but to, as as a part of the stewardship, as a part of the surrendering, and you know, we can. I was joking at the beginning that you know sometimes we go to scripture and we're like, but wait a minute, you said this here, and then you said this somewhere else, and it goes back to understanding. You know, the prudent sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. That Dave just quoted that a few minutes ago. You know, we pay attention. 
to what's happening. We face our finances. Lord, what do you, how do I steward what you've given me today? Maybe it is saving up. Maybe it is like Proverbs 21 verse 20 says, the wise are storing up food and olive oil because you know God's saying, you know what? You need to just store up. Now in this season of life where we're going through economically in 2023, there are people who are saying, you know what? I'm just sensing I need to store up a bit more. I buy more things on sale. You know what? They're just sensing direction from God so they're they're just storing up. But it's also to store up to be able to provide for others. And so I also, you know, it's a couple things there. You know, one is, is, you know, Jesus says, when you go to build a tower, do you not count the cost right. first? And so, you know, part of that decision-making process is taking that to the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, do we have enough resources? Are, I, is there enough money coming in to provide? And, and, and all of those practical questions still ring true when we talk about, you know, being that steward, being that surrendered steward for the Lord to say, all of these questions we can bring to him and we can mm-hmm. say, you know, it, it, in the midst of this economic, you know, somebody over there is saying, oh, I better buy more and store it up. And the Lord might be saying, to you, no. I, at this season, I want you to be more generous. I want you to to mm-hmm. to to not store up. And and again, I'm just thinking of Jesus. In one scene, he sends his disciples out. Don't even bring a bag with you. Don't bring a, a spare shirt. Don't do. And then a little <laughs> bit later, he says to them, "And now I'm sending you out. And now I do want you to take that stuff and to 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 take that extra bag. And to if you've got a sword, then bring that along. You know." There are different seasons for that. And so as, as we look at that, we can just simply say, okay, the season that we are in, really, we want to be aware of that. We want to bring that into the Lord and, and say, is this a season where, um, you know, I'm spending, where I'm saving? That's part of stewardship. That's part of knowing what it, the Lord is saying and what the mm-hmm. season that it's in. Mm-hmm. It is not always about storing it up, storing it up, storing it up. That's not that's not how we define which, a steward, right? Which goes back to what I felt growing mm. up. And it is how did you just say it, it was so brilliant? It I don't is, know. We'll have to listen to it again. <laughs> stewardship is our connection with the Father, and mm. He's inviting us into stewardship. He's inviting us into surrender. And he says some hard things, but um, last week mm-hmm. in the radio show, Ray was mentioning a verse, <clears throat> excuse me, I think in Luke or Matthew. Luke, yeah. Uh, about the, the true riches mm. will come when we are um, loyal to the Lord in our finances and we're serving him and not mammon. And the true riches is that intimate place. And I guess the, the, the theme of today is mm. there are lots of S words, mm. but there's one big I word, and that's inv- intimacy. And God is inviting us into that Im- intimacy. He's inviting us into um, relationships so he can say, do this here, save it here, spend it here. And um, if you're able to shed some of those negative thoughts around saving and spending and understand that it's a part of the journey of surrendered stewardship, I mm. think it, I think it will help you because it's really helped me. It has made me less afraid to go to Dave and say, I, I, this isn't about how much mm. we're saving. 
And um, and even though there is wisdom, as as Proverbs says in many places, there is wisdom um, in how to deal with money. And sometimes it says store it up, and sometimes it says it's time to spend. Ecclesiastes, another great book of Solomon's, chapter three. There's a season for everything. So ask the Lord, what season are you in? And what do you do with the resources as a steward, as a surrendered steward that he's giving you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Reb, do you want to pray? Father, I just want to mm-hmm. thank you for the truth you're still unwrapping in me and the truth you're unwrapping for folks who are listening and in David's life. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you so much for um, calling us to something deeper and higher up, and you're inviting us into this intimate journey every single day. Just pray your blessing on all the listeners, and that you would grant us this understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, and we want to just give a, a quick shout out on the exit here to Crosspoint and Brent Vandermeer and his team. Uh, again, showing us and helping us what that stewardship part means when we, we have the money that we need to invest or want to invest and and the wisdom that comes from the Lord through them. So we just appreciate Brent and the the team at Crosspoint. Check them out. Their contacts will be in the show notes. And uh, yeah, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.